It's a winter wonderland, man. How was your Martin Luther King Day, Chad? Did you enjoy it? It is. Uh, Did you spend it pondering? I did. I I spent it thanking Mm. uh, Martin Luther King for all the contributions he made to the civil rights movement. Good. Um, I mean, honestly, man, think about it. Honestly, if if this would have been seventy years from now, maybe we couldn't be sitting here together. That's doing true. This podcast, yeah, this, I, honestly, this would be this would be considered brave, and yep. uh, <laughs> we're just two buddies doing a podcast. Is the way I look at it. You know, at the end of the day, that's but, true. Thanks, MLK, yeah. and obviously a bunch of others. Mm-hmm. I just. Um, you know, we, what, I, I've actually been thinking about something recently. I brought this up before. Nothing related to MLK Day. I just thought it was funny to bring that up because uh, it's still Sunday. Yep. Um, We're not there yet. <laughs> um, I am, uh, I, you know how I've talked about moving out, like moving to a different country and sort mm-hmm. of my dream of living in a different country. I found a, I, so I was looking on Instagram, or excuse me, Twitter. And uh, I just saw Bali trending, and I was like, "Oh, Chad's been to Bali." Let me I do love Bali. And so there's this thread, you know, about about uh, someone moving to Bali, and I wanted to get your opinion on this, okay? Because they're essentially talking about, how- oh no, what did they delete the tweet? No, they didn't delete it. Oh, that's a bummer. What? But they, she, it's like they're private now. Oh, that is a bummer. Because I, I, I open it up and it goes, uh, the account owner limits who can view their tweets. Uh-oh. But it was trending the other day and I, I saved the link to the tweets. Gotta screen cap that I, I sh- Yeah, but she went on and on. There was so mm. much. I, I would have. Too many it was, threats. It was, yeah. I Too was, many threats. There were okay. literally like 10 of them. I was like, I'm not going to screen cap all of this and just can have a collection Can you give me the gist? Sure. Sure. Do a, do um, a Jimmy Neutron brain blast for us. And so, so someone, so Bali was trending on Twitter, which yeah. Bali is, I would definitely, when it gets safe to travel again, uh, I would recommend Bali to anybody out there. It is one of the most beautiful um, places I have ever been. She, um, she was essentially saying that like, like there, there, it's a, it's possible for us to live a, 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 a uh, as black people specifically, she, this was a black woman, mm-hmm. essentially saying it's possible for us as black people to live a better life than we have in, here in the U.S. and we're not trapped. And and the idea of moving away is a lot easier than um, than you might think or like moving mm-hmm. somewhere else. And But the way she explained it made no sense to me because okay. I, I needed you to see some of these visuals because she said she spent $400 on a on like a like a tree home or something like okay. that but this thing looked gorgeous oh nice like okay. i was like what kind of, like those floors look like it was like 400 dollars per square foot mm. but i was like i mean if you say so and I mean, then you can find some great deals in in bali in terms of places to stay 400 bucks for how long a month how long was she staying i, th- I think she lives there Probably oh no may I th- no 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 i may i think she started there for six months okay and like she had some sort of assignment or something but then she just decided not to go back is what it was okay and then so also she, she stayed said, in bali yeah yeah and her and her her partner too she she's in a relationship and she also i think what also makes it work is i think she's a an artist okay and so you got to have like you like i, I think this a is a great place for some inspiration if you're an artist but i think this is not a, it's not it doesn't feel realistic if you need to like if, if, if all if all your only experience is like an office job you know mm-hmm. Like, you have to be um, industrious, you know, and sort of figure out a way to make your own money. Entrepreneurial. Yes. It's and I don't, think I, <laughs> I don't think I am. This is all about me. But also, um, what was the other thing? There was one other thing. 
Oh, she did say that there was like a group of black people in, like black, I don't know if it was Americans or not. I think it might have been in um, in Indonesia. So she has like her own little like community and family. Expat community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that's um, good. And that she, and so she was really promoting and saying just like, you're not, you're not trapped here. I, 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 I bet, I, I bet. I mean, Bali's amazing, dude. If you could find, a, see, the key is, uh, what we've learned, I think, through the pandemic is you can get remote jobs. You could yeah. easily find a remote job doing something, and that would be far over your overhead living in Bali. But the key is you have to find a way to be able to stay there legally with a visa. See, that's the thing, because it, it would be kind of complex, because you can't just... Well, you have to do visa runs. You can stay there, I think, for... but Because you, you can't just have like a... Is, is it? I imagine in just about every country, it's not possible... To just have like a, a work from like a job that you got hired into that was originally always work from home, and then you just go live anywhere. Like you can't do that, I imagine. Uh, right, I'm I'm not sure. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I think there's some ta- some tax implications to working for like a like a say like an American company mm. and just going to live in some other country and making money in that country. But if you're going to live in that country, somehow you have to still pay taxes in that country. But your company doesn't pay taxes in that country, so how do they? They can't just take it out of your paycheck, right? And so I think it is probably more complex than just living in a different country well it depends on the place that hires you i guess yeah or as we talked about with passport power depends on the job right because if you're really making that cheddar you could just um invest it somewhere and just exactly over you there. could just invest you know you bada save, bing, up, bada boom. save up 200 grand and invest half of it in uh in something and then and then or build a house real estate yeah exactly or yeah build or buy a house mm-hmm um that that's certainly one way to do it but that's you know not speaking of which yeah building and buying houses uh i would say maybe not building but i would say buying a house is a rite of passage and that is something we are going to be talking about today for sure uh with our episode we didn't do a formal introduction no but we can now all right because my story got ruined anyway so let's move on oh that's (laughs) (laughs) that's that's fair all right well let's uh let's uh, do a little introduction then so we uh, welcome you all back. So hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here uh, today to talk about rites of passage mm-hmm. in uh, some different countries. There will definitely be a couple bizarre ones, uh, a couple common ones as well, and some rites of passage that maybe a lot of you listeners out there have experienced as well. So should be a fun topic today uh, to discuss. I'm here with my uh, amazing co-host, my partner in crime. What's going on, Jared? Hello, please, everyone. Oh, well, hello. Follow us on Instagram. A little, love. a little quiet uh untranslatable one uh excuse me untranslatable podcast follow us on in, on twitter untranslatable one the number one twitter is untranslatable one the number one and the other one is uh, untranslatable podcast but honestly if you type an untranslatable podcast uh, on on twitter i'm sure you'll find us i don't think there's another one um also please um five star reviews would be great too on absolute stitcher that would be great um, that way we could somehow make this our job and go live wherever we want. We can invest in some country that we feel committed to. Mm. Um, or that's just a nice place to live and it's chill. That's true, but you gotta you have to at least pretend that you're committed to the country if you're quote-unquote investing in it. Well, or you like are you, committed to it. If you move into a new already. country, unless you're working that remote job all the time, I feel like you would have some time to hopefully give back and invest in a uh, country sure. somehow. Well, you would hope... Right. But there's a reason why 
these countries make it like you know part of the way to get a passport is because people probably wouldn't do it unless that's they were fair. somehow forced to essentially that's true um you know people are cheap chad and lazy that too. and lazy very lazy <laughs> by the way speaking of cheap and lazy you know who's not cheap and lazy i know you have some sort of story involving uh the rock i saw it yes and um when uh, is it a shout out do you want to get into some shout outs yes all right let's do it yes yeah, so my shout-out today does go out to uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. This is just a great story. This is kind of one of those stories, Jared, where you see it, and the first thought that came to my mind was, you love to see it. It's <laughs> as simple as that, Jared. So here's the headline. Uh, 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 watch. This is like a little video, but anyways, uh, Dwayne uh, Johnson gives a 30K truck to the guy who took him in when The Rock was a homeless teenager. Mm. Um, so there's a picture of him. And this older, uh, I believe, white-looking gentleman with an American flag mask on with his nose hanging out. Yeah, almost his course. damn mouth is sticking out at this right. point. Uh, the Rock's got his, I think, Under Armour Rock that mask thing is on. That thing is locked on his face, and that right. thing probably has, like, chemicals in it that, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> right. that like, purifies air as it... Right. That, yeah, he, his is a professional That's right. situation. He's not messing around. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so here's, here's from the article here from uh, goodnewsnetwork.org. There's a reason why Dwayne Johnson gets called the most likable celebrity around. Not only is he funny, he has his own foundation that helps at-risk and terminally ill children. Kindness just seems to be in this actor's bones. As for his latest act, he's just gifted a brand new uh, Ford F-150 to an old friend. On New Year's Day, the 48-year-old Fast and Furious star visited pal Bruno Lauer. It's true that The Rock's initial uh, greetings didn't sound all that friendly. Uh, oh, okay. Hey, you son of a gun. I thought it was because that's how he always talks, talks, isn't it? I hey, think so. Yeah. He calls everyone a son of a gun. Right. <laughs> hey, you son of a gun. Dwayne yelled across the parking lot. Oh, I imagine um, if you hear right. some giant man yelling, hey, son of a gun at you, it might be kind of alarming. Right. But anyway, so this video is just uh, him giving this guy a truck, um, which I think is, is amazing. That's you some know, feel good this, stuff right there. Right. This guy helped him out when he was younger. Uh, took him in when and he was a new F one fifty to to uh, the Rock is nothing, you know. Right, <laughs> right. Thirty k for him is just yeah, pocket change. That's like that me. I, w- I was gonna say buying my AirPods, but it's probably not right. even that. It's no. pro- <laughs> like a pack of gum. I really had to think about right. that. <laughs> It'd be like you bringing me a pack of gum yeah. or something. Here you go, Chad. Like Here you son of a gun. Coffee, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but I brought this you is... a bagel. Exactly, <laughs> a scone. <laughs> this is just a great story, though. I think it's amazing to see when you know people do give back because yeah. i think what what's the point we've talked about it before and many exactly. times what's the point of being wealthy if you don't give back to the people who and you? see this is the thing people love Dwayne the rock johnson mm-hmm. for good reason he's got a great public image in general mm-hmm. he doesn't really have any shit like sh- like shitty stories Crazy out there about him. him being an a-hole or something like that um and and this and and you know this is a great thing, but it is it is like it's pretty it's a simple contribution, you know, like it's not a big mm-hmm. it's not a it's not a lot of skin off his back or whatever they say, it. right, or whatever the untranslatable is, shall I should say, um, and I yeah, you love to see it as you yep. say, yep. Well, fifties. I think you know of uh, America. That's right. That, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, Jared, I think you happen to know. Oh what yeah. time it is. Yes. It's time to do what we do best here at the Untranslatable Podcast, which is our untranslatables, which are idioms, phrases, proverbs, axioms, uh, anything that doesn't translate on a one-to-one basis into English, and we are here to decipher that for you. Mm -hmm. So I'll get us started today, Jared, with uh, some Estonian phrases for you. 
First one is Era Hoshka Ena Othut. Which, uh, so this is one that, uh, let me find it here, sorry. What language did you say this was? Uh, it's Estonian. Croatian? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And it means uh, don't get too happy before the night is over. Oh, like don't get your hopes up too early. Basically. Like don't get excited about something before it actually come happens. Yes. It, it means that, and it also means uh, don't. Yeah, I guess don't, we would say don't, don't count, count your, your chickens before yep. they r- r- hatch. I guess. And this one also roost. just means something bad can happen at the end of Like, you never know when mm. something can go wrong. Oh, I but see. But yeah, but you still got it. Okay. So I'd, yeah, I'd give yourself a ham horn for sure. Um, my first untranslatable is Thai. And the Thai, I mean, I've said this before, but the Thai characters have got to be some of the top characters out oh, there. Oh, there. It it's is, beautiful for it sure. It is really something. It's art. Mm-hmm. Kwan Parsak. And it's a. Uh, Splitting a hardwood, splitting hardwood with an axe. They say a hardwood, but you know. Hmm. So is it like just doing something tedious? Splitting hardwood with an axe, or is it doing something that's easy? It, it's not that. It's not. No, 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 oh. no. So like, um, it's 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 like a it's like a turn of phrase. So which is not translatable. That's another term we can use. Turn of phrase. Um. So so. <clears throat> So what 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 how, what's the the process of of splitting a piece of hard wood with an axe? Mm-hmm. Is just like chop it. Yeah, but it's it's like the, you can't you can't like um you can't sort of uh like like if you want to you know how you get like those clean chops? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you get like a, like that perfect clean slice when you do it? It's like sweet. how do you what what's the process you have to go through to get that? A lot of practice probably. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's not really. Is. I mean, all right, what? Yeah, what? What is it? Uh, it's well, <laughs> I had a whole process I was gonna go through, oh. but the thing is, uh, calling a spade a spade, essentially. Oh, okay. So it's just like it's just Tell like this, how it is. Exactly. There's yeah. only one way to do this. Just give it to me straight. Like you, he's gotta give chop it clean. I like that. Don't go slow. Chop just it. Give it a clean chop. Chop. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Chop it clean. Split in hardwood with an axe. Okay, that's a good one. My next one for you is also Estonian. And it means it's better to have a sparrow in your palm than a dove on your rooftop. Oh, this is like some sort of, I imagine, bird in the palm. Or let's go, bird of the hand, two in the bush kind of thing. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. No. A bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. How does that untrue? How would you <laughs> How would you explain that one even? Uh, that means that it's it's better to to enjoy your blessings than always try to like look for more. I'll give it to you. I'll mm. give it to you. Um, this one is what what the website said there. I found this. They said uh, you would never hear an American using this quote as it's the opposite of bigger, better, faster mindset of the modern world. The point of this quote is uh. to have less. But to have it for real. What language is this? Estonian. Have less, but to have it for real. Yeah. I like that phrase. So, yeah. Like, enjoy the, you know, like... That we, sounds we've, like some we've been talking Robbins kind of... Right. Well, we've been talking about cars, mm-hmm. right? And for me, it would be more about, you know, having a car I can really enjoy that's, you know, obviously in my price range versus going way, way cheaper. And then you could buy two cars. Yeah. Or three or, cars. Or going way more expensive 
but it's not real because now you just have a giant loan hanging over your head. Right. Kind of takes away the re- some of the financial the servitude yeah. for 10 years. You're like, yeah, this this is no big deal. This 96 month loan for $2,000 a month. It's right. very <laughs> right. affordable. Right. <laughs> oh, and my Lamborghini, you know, it's it's great on gas mileage. Oh, what of is course. it? Uh, it's it's a it's a 2014 Mustang, but it's still worth it. Right. Um <laughs> My next untranslatable is Swedish. This is my last one, too, just to be clear. And it's Rund under Futterna. Which means? You can translate some of that just by hearing it. Rund under Futterna. No idea. Futterna. Rund. Around. Under. Under. There we go. Futterna. Around and under your feet? Ra- uh, round under his feet. Round under his Hund feet. Und under uh, Hmm. Round under his feet. Is it like we have the saying like when it's right in front of your nose, you can't see it? Mm, oh no! When no. it's right in front of your <laughs> face, no. The, imagine, imagine if if imagine imagine how that would be literally. What what, what would that? How would that Something result around? literally? Think about that. Something around under your feet. Round under his feet. If oh, you've already stepped of, on it. The bottom of, of your feet are round, essentially. Round under your feet. How would that cause you to... You walked a lot? How, how, how would that Very cause active? you to... I don't know. No. If you were round... Your foot is flat. The bottom mm-hmm. of your foot is flat. Okay. So if the bottom of your foot were to be round, how would that cause you to get around? Oh, you couldn't get around very well. Why and, and what maybe what so what's slow? Maybe something could cause you to to, to cause this reaction, and you, you you could induce this sort of reaction somehow. That you could in, induce this round feet with a magical elixir, alcohol. There we go. Oh, so you're drunk, yes. hungover to be drunk to be. Oh, that's hilarious. Round under his feet, I imagine, is to like stumbling around and can't walk straight. I see. It's like having a... Uh, you don't have flat feet. You have right. round, and it's like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. I like that one. That's I thought I was one. doing so good, and it, it, went, it, didn't, it went nowhere. But listen, that's the fun of the untranslatables. That's true. That's true. Let me give you one more. Okay, I please. think this one's kind of obvious. You'll be able to figure it out, uh, maybe, but I think it's a good one. Rekamina herbe vakamina kult. Talking is silver. Silence is gold. Oh, yeah. Okay. Shut up is what it means. Basically. <laughs> Silence yep. is golden. Yep. Yeah. And the website I found, they said, uh, I think we have at least 10 different quotes about uh, shutting the heck up. Are they a what they uh, say. a quiet culture? Estonia? I don't know. I've never been there. Yeah, I don't know either. Maybe. Estonians tuning in, let us know. I'd, yeah. I'd like to know. I think we've actually they had have lots of Wi Fi. Remember, we oh, did talk yeah. about that. Yeah, that's true. Country wide Yeah, there's probably not a lot of talking because everyone's right. staring at their They're phones. Chatting, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, just WhatsApp me, bro. Like, Why you got to Instagram? Yell it across. It's free to just WhatsApp me. Some Viber, dude. No data is being used here. That's right. Don't that's be right. afraid, but shut up. Or you get that, that blue text message, my man. Uh, yeah, Watch that's out. very satisfying. Don't left, don't leave me on red. That's right. Um, you know what a rite of passage is in twenty twenty in the twenty in the twenty in the roaring twenties. Yeah, starting a podcast. That's what. A, that's a rite of passage for mm. most of society. What? So what is? A, I just say that because everyone we did it podcast. before podcasts were cool. And that's then podcasts not true. were definitely what, uh, cool. <laughs> but we, but it is crazy that it does seem like there is no slowing down at the rate that w- at, with which podcasts are like. It does seem like we've been doing this forever now. Mm-hmm. But um, 
What is a rite of passage, Chad? Let's a just rite of passage first. is like a milestone or yes, something you reach word. within your life that a lot of times many other people reach or try to reach. Like mm. I would say like even like something as small as like your first step yeah. is a rite of passage. I was going to say some, some, some mm-hmm. rites of passage are inevitable. Mm-hmm. Some are earned. Yeah. That's a very good uh, point to mm-hmm. bring up. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think, and it depends on your culture. Different cultures also sure. have very, very different rites of passage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are actually pretty lucky in the U.S. We're actually exposed to quite a few different rites of passage because we have so much diversity here. Yeah. Um, like, there are a lot of rites of passage. When I was doing a little homework before we uh, started recording today, um, you know, there was a lot of ones that I was vaguely familiar with just because I grew up in the U.S. And some people from school had a bar or a bat mitzvah. Yes. Or a quinceanera. Mm-hmm. I actually put that, I, I was thinking ages, like, uh, yep. r- let's think of rites of passage ages. So you said a couple, mm-hmm. bar and bat, smit, bat mitzvah in the Jewish community is mm-hmm. the 13, was yep. when a, a, a man or, or turns into adult. Uh, a, a, a boy uh, turns into a man. Yeah, a man mm-hmm. turns into an adult. <laughs> a, boy, a boy turns into a man or a girl turns into a woman, and mm-hmm. that's at 13. I like how you say turns into, it makes it yeah. sound like they like become <laughs> like a werewolf. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and then there's the quinceanera, which is uh, in Mexican culture is like, which right? essentially is, is that 15 or 14? It's 15. Yeah. Which essentially, that's like a sweet 16. Is, that, is there like, it's not like I a, so. it's not like some big religious thing, is it? I, I think it's I, just, I don't know. Listen, I, I, yeah, I don't know. You're right. I'm getting, I'm getting in above my head, but I do right. know that it's 15 and it is a big party. Mm-hmm. I would say in the U.S. for a lot of people, the Sweet Sixteen. I mean, shoot, yeah. it used to be on MTV as a, a long running show. <laughs> that was a good show, though. Mm-hmm. I watched that show for sure. That that show was never my reality of of of, of someone's sixteenth birthday. The sixteen sixteen though is certainly a rite of passage age in the mm-hmm. U.S., but not really for because the, you can drive exactly. Not really for like the birthday part of it. Like that that's not right. really a a, a big birthday which is weird that 16 i mean besides for the sweet 16 it was a cultural phenomena for a bit right the idea of a sweet 16 but in general have you ever been to a sweet 16 you probably have i don't think i have <sighs> i mean I oh no to, but i was i went to birthday parties but i wouldn't say they were like a. I think i feel like there were cliches by the time we were like right. because sweet 16 was popular when we were like in elementary school middle school was it i feel i feel like it was okay. was it maybe when we were six i mean I it was it was on for I think a while it was a thing when we were 16 and but after i feel we like it was almost it. a cliche by the time we were turning 16 anyway um but but 16 still is a milestone age in the u.s because mm-hmm. of driver's license um 21 because when we can drink can, can i just talk about how crazy it is that you can be 16 and drive yeah like thinking back when i was 16 <laughs> and like now it yeah. just oh man it, even so even funny. i at 16 because i remember um my like i just got my license and my parents were like all right go ahead yeah and i was later. like wait you, you, and i was and i like i feel like i just really started to learn how to drive manual like mm. two weeks ago okay. you know and i was like oh i just go now they're like yeah go go to school and i was like uh, okay and the, fir- the first like day and honestly it was probably like the, the drive there was just like okay and then on the way back i'm then Check it's like blinkers yeah but it was it was certainly it does seem it's a very freeing feeling do you do would you does do you have I feel like it does kind of feel like we have it backwards because I I like in, in what do you mean in relation to like Europe for example where you get your license at eighteen and you can drink at sixteen or or eighteen I guess sometimes too. right but like 
it, it's, it seems like the idea of driving is way more dangerous than um, than uh, than drinking, you know? I agree, but at the same time, I think here in the U.S., we're so spread apart, you have to be able to drive. Oh, it's just more of a necessity, yeah. the way our society is set like, up. Like when I was afford. in high school, I, I had a job. Yeah, my parents couldn't drive me to my job. I had to get to my job. Yeah, well, that's why that's the only reason I drove to school is because my both of my parents had jobs, and they're like, "It's it's we can't be taking you to school every day." Like, mm-hmm. so you you just have to take yourself. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no. playing the music way too loud. <laughs> I definitely did that. So it was certainly. Um, like yeah, it was certainly out of necessity. It wasn't like they were like, "He's 16; he deserves a new car." Right? You know, it was like, "Yeah, we can't do it." Um, so 16, uh, 21. It's so weird that 21. I would say 18 for a lot of places is a big rite of passage. Yeah, I guess so. What do you really do with that though? Here, well, like it US is certainly a rite of passage because that's I guess that's technically when you're an adult. Well, do you do you? I don't know if it happened to you in high school, but I turned 18. You know, before a lot of my classmates. No, I was um, after. I was early. I was. Co- I started college in, right. at okay. seventeen and turned like okay. a month late into college. I gotcha. Eighteen. Okay. Well, so for me, I was eighteen my senior year of high school, mm-hmm. uh, and so I had a lot of people asking me to buy them dip and cigarettes and all sorts oh, of other yeah. shit. And I just never did it because I was like, "This is a waste of time. I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, buy this crap for you." Um, but it's it's really interesting that like when you turn eighteen, you know, you can you can vote. Yeah. Oh, that's true. You that's know, certainly that's a, a rite of one. passage. You know, it almost doesn't feel like one because so many people don't take advantage of it. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I don't actually think I. I don't remember if I voted when I was eighteen. I don't think I. I don't think I voted the first time I could vote, but a- after that I did. Right. But um. Uh. Well, I guess I guess I should say the first time I could vote in a presidential election. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. Um. I think after after eighteen, you can go to the military, which I, right. I wouldn't really call that a rite of passage. Depends Some people who, do. Depends though. who you ask. I, was I mean, it's say, like it's a family. Yeah, it's a tradition. I was say of yeah, if you families. grew up in a military family. Yeah, but I think the other thing with ages is after in the U.S. Obviously, twenty one is kind of a big deal because then you can drink alcohol at any restaurant or bar. Yes, um, and that and it's it's. It when it it is sort of and we have the ridiculous tradition of people getting you know schmammered oh, on yeah. their twenty first birthday. Wasted. <laughs> like yeah. it's a normal occurrence. Right. Uh, we've seen it. You and I in college times. have seen it. Um, like and there's this sort of thing where it's like twenty. I'm twenty one, so I'm doing twenty one drinks, and oh, it's like it's so dumb. You, don't do like, that. Would, don't do yeah, that. it's like you just started drinking like uh, yeah two years ago, and now it's just right. it's all bad. It's all bad. Have twenty one shot baby shots of beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no that's one's like listening. What, the equivalent you. of three beers. No, right? it's like, oh, it's your birthday here. Take this pull off of this Smirnoff. Right. <laughs> oh, here have some one fifty one. Here have some or some <clears throat> oh some Burnett's. Ugh. Yeah, oh Burnett's was the worst. I don't even think I've yeah I probably I would say seen Burnett's since, but maybe I just my like I just hopefully my gaze right because I'm sure I've seen it at liquor stores. It's just not even on my radar, right. thankfully. Right. Um. So yeah, twenty one is a ridiculous. Milestone. I think most cultures and countries an age where you can start to openly drink alcohol. Would you? say is a 13 passage. is one because that's when you're a teenager, teenager? i think yeah kind of mm. but I it's just, it's just a, do, but that's just the number though you can't really do anything with that. i don't know man i think things do change once you do become a teenager well as soon as you from 12 to 13 i th- well yeah i mean maybe not immediately i mean it's not <laughs> like you turn 13 and then like a flip switches sure. but you know uh, i do think like 
becoming 13, 14 and a Sure, that, that time in general. Right. It's like just the idea of puberty, I guess, is kind of a right. rite of passage. Right. It's different for everyone, but it's all it's, it's confusing and Well, think about music for teenagers. How important music starts to become in your life. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's I love the, music that's, before, that's the but, first time. Would you say that's the first time that you actually started, real, the lyrics kind of started meaning something to you? Yeah, I think so. Started to pay more attention to the lyrics mm-hmm. and you really started to listen more closely. And Yeah, yeah. that kind of makes sense because yeah. that's like when those like pop punk bands became popular, especially. I mean, that's right. not really what I was into, but You're I know a lot of people. an NERD guy. Yeah, I like NERD. I don't know if I really like them like when when they were hot i feel like i liked them more like in in high school almost but um, i liked them after they were cool yeah, <laughs> yeah. Reverse hipster. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i liked them after everyone already told me to listen to them i said no then later i said all right fine i'll check this out I'm like, oh, yeah, i like this you guys right. actually had a point <laughs> all right oh, man. that's great that's uh cool. yeah, so I was certainly late to that game, but yeah. So um, I've got to ask though, Jared, at that time that's a good one. You, this was your idea actually, and this is a fantastic idea. What, what made you think of this of rites of passage? I'm just thinking about like, you know, I, I feel like I feel like we're we're at, at a very important age at that at that mm. quarter life as we have we talked we've talked about a quarter life crisis a little here. bit. Yep, maybe not specifically that topic, but something adjacent to that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just feel like, you know, I'm getting a, I'm, I'm getting to that point where I'm like, what are some like moves I have to make to almost like secure my like I have to start besides for a 401k, which I have just because I have mm-hmm. a job. Like, what are some more proactive things I can do to like secure my future? You know? invest all your Bitcoin in untranslatable. Podcasts. I can no longer just like get excited at the idea of like collecting money in a savings account like mm. some child with a with a like piggy bank you know right like like i don't know it just made me think and, and you know what actually made me think of it is the term adulting mm. i think that that adulting is sort of that is is sort of that adult puberty you know Would that you call that, that is that is that a millennial term adulting yeah, probably yeah. that's probably yeah it's probably yeah it's probably within the past like 10 years maybe a little bit less than that okay. eight six eight years maybe and I, it, I think it's sort of that's like a similar transition where you're, you know, you're sort of getting off the teat of your parents mm. and sort of figuring out how to, or like, you know, setting yourself up as like a fully, 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 you know, even though you live by yourself, even though you pay a you know car note or whatever, fully, fully mm-hmm. sort of establishing yourself as an adult and being like, all right, I can't, you know, how do I actively do this? And I think that that just, I, I did some adulting stuff, dude. I, I left, um, <laughs> I left, a uh, um, you know my my last job, and um, for for the life of me, I could not find my four hundred one k information, and for like a solid year, I was just like I was just like I mean it's somewhere around like who cares you know like mm-hmm. it's it, like it has it doesn't disappear mm-hmm. like it's so, like please don't tell me it disappeared, and so no I didn't disappear and so but I kind of just never got around to looking into it mm-hmm. and um my partner at some point you know was like like have you looked into that and i was like ah. and then i actually i almost did a couple of weeks ago and then i got caught up on the phone yeah I, I had to change the address because it still had my philadelphia address mm-hmm. and i couldn't and then i'm like ah. now i got a call yep. and, I, and i got stuck on the phone so i just got it was a headache but um i just found like a bunch of 401k money that i sort of just like i just um stashed away just did it just sort of 
didn't even think about and like mm-hmm. and and I did and I like did like something more proactive with it. I put it in like a traditional IRA or whatever. Nice. And I was just like and and I think just doing some random adult stuff that I've been doing lately that I I tend to sort of put off has just got me thinking just got me thinking about other sort of times uh, like first of adulting and then mm-hmm. sort of this idea of rites of passage is I would say another that. rite of passage that you experience earlier on but kind of related is like the first time you open up a bank account or a checking yeah, account. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I remember when I was a kid, I think I was maybe 11 or 12, and getting your first like set of checks. Yeah. No, I don't even remember what mine <laughs> yeah. were. Um, and obviously, I didn't really use it for much of anything back then because it wasn't like I had much money in, in an account that I, young. But. I had, my, my first bank account was when I moved to Germany. So I was, um, I was 11, I guess. I, I, yeah, I must have been 11 or 12. And it, it was like it was a, a Deutsche Bank, and it was it was and so I had a debit card, and it was partially. I think that the thing that spurred it on is that um, is that you know I was taking the public transportation now, and I was kind of independent. So they're like, all right, you should at least um, you know have some sort of you know in case you need exactly it. In, mm-hmm. in case you know some emergency. And so I think they put in like. Um, like uh, it must have been I don't remember maybe fifty euro a month. Okay. But that was also I could also use that for lunch. Oh and nice. So that was just like, that was like my and that was like sort of my first. You're balling go. out getting filet mignon. You know, it's so funny because this happened every month without a doubt, and you think I'd learn. Mm-hmm. The first two weeks I'd be balling out. No, <laughs> oh, no, oh no, I know. Right then the last two going. weeks I would be, it would be, it would be slim pickings. A lot of, a lot of bringing my own lunch from home okay. the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of it, 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 it was yeah something you got to learn though. <laughs> you know, I would find myself like because like uh, uh, a lot more in the earlier parts of the month, like uh you know, so I had to do like a train transfer at a pretty big train station, and they had like bakeries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Find myself Ooh. stopping for a croissant or something in the morning, and then it would start slowing do you, down. Do you like the croissants <laughs> they have there with the chocolate inside them? Sometimes, those? sometimes those I can good. also just go for a standard one. Okay, but I also sometimes like the ones. I'm a big like a like a the Mart. I'm a big fan of marzipan. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can find ones that have like the almond paste in the Ooh. middle of them, and those are really on point. But um, but yeah, it, it really was a was. I don't remember if it was exactly fifty euros. Probably some somewhere around there. Okay, but it certainly was a. a it certainly did go like that just about every mm-hmm. month. That's <laughs> hilarious. I felt like a real baller for about a week and a half. Another big <laughs> rite of passage, I think, for our generation, but not so much anymore for kids, or maybe it's just seen differently for cell phone. Yeah, that was another big rite of passage. I feel, I feel like, like I feel like that. Yeah, I feel like that's probably going away because it, yeah. it almost seems more. Like Everyone has a cell it's phone. It's more expected Everyone. now. It's, yeah. it's less. It's, if you don't have one, you're kind of a, right. a weirdo. Well, for, in I our guess. generation, it was a flip phone with a crappy camera that the but, image looks so damn pixelated. You know, but because it's like nowadays, but but, be, but because we were like in in sort of the first era of kids getting cell phones, because obviously mm-hmm. we weren't in the first era of cell phones, but we were certainly in. I would say in the first era of like uh, someone in in like middle school or high school getting a cell right. phone, and like the slow trickle in of people starting to get phones, and like there were certain like my first phone was just a like a, a brick. Mm-hmm. And um, and the next step up was like the flip phone, and then there was the camera. Like my first mm-hmm. phone did not have a camera. Okay, but at that point, people did have camera phones. I mean, they sucked, you know. They but, were terrible. But they <laughs> but they did have camera phones. And then another, I'd say, part of that was like the game that your what kind of games your phone came mm-hmm. with was, was a big one too. Like, which which that, now is hilarious because that's become a meme, 
with like little kids always asking, "Do you have games on your phone?" Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I did that too. My mom used to have my mom uh, used to always have a BlackBerry for work, mm-hmm. and so I was addicted to break, Brick Breaker. Oh, and nice. back in the day, those batteries would last forever. Right, so I could just all play it forever. Um, so yeah, I would say getting a phone certainly was a, a rite of passage. It, it does, and it's the first sort of time where you can like. Um, Especially since we also like we're the internet age too, right? But like that was sort of the first time where you have like contact with with your friends mm-hmm. outside of like, you know, can I, uh, you know, hi, Mrs. Blah blah blah, can I talk to uh, to Chad? Right. <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, or it's like get off the phone. You know, it's like you don't. Especially have to... when we only had one landline. <laughs> you only had one landline. Yeah. Oh no, we had, we never had. We always had more than one. Yeah, we just had one landline here. So you just had you just had a cord one corded phone. Well, no, I mean we had other phones, but it was all attached to one. Oh, line. I see, I see, I see. I think by one landline, I literally thought you meant one phone. So you Mm-mm. just had to like sit in the living room, no, and you have maybe no. one of those like twisty cords That'd that was awkward, like right. forty feet long. You know those right. ones where you could like walk. You're like sitting up right. here in the bonus with the phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the yeah. Interesting and you thing could, about. Like, those two milestones, though, Jared, uh, or, or the milestone of getting a phone, yeah. for us in the States, at least, or for me, it was associated also with getting a car and driving, ah. because that's the reason why I got the phone. Yeah. So I think otherwise, my parents were like, why do you need a cell phone? Like, we have a phone yeah. here. Well, yeah, was mine was associated day. with moving to Germany, which was mm-hmm. kind of a rite of passage in, in its own right, I would say. Moving like or a, moving abroad? Moving abroad, specifically, yeah. I would say. That's a big one. I it think really, that... Like it really, it really like matures you fast. I think. Yeah, it, and it just gives you a whole different perspective on things. I think it makes yeah. you realize like there are certain things about the U.S. that I really love after being abroad for so long, but then certain things I really dislike as well. And it's it's crazy, especially as like an ignorant eleven year old, which is what I was. It's crazy how fast like your reality gets like flipped around, and how quickly you adjust to like not reacting like what you're so used to is just the normal way. Like it takes like like two days like it's not like it's so fast where you're like oh like i'm the weirdo like i'm it's not that everyone's doing weird stuff is that i'm the weirdo right it's it's just like a it it really just uh it was kind of the first time where you had you had to like uh like uh or i had to i I guess like reckon with with what i thought was just reality you know and what's normal it's bigger than clarkston michigan apparently right it's a whole lot bigger right (laughs) Right, and we try to bring some of that into this podcast, that's for sure. Let's talk about some specific ones and some of the different cultures and stuff. So we mentioned uh, bar and bat mitzvahs, which is uh, a Jewish coming-of-age tradition uh, where uh, young, Jewish and boy, uh, young Jewish boys and girls celebrate their bar and bat mitzvahs at age 13 and 12 in order to demonstrate their commitment to their faith and recognize that they are now responsible for follow, following Jewish law. Uh, interesting. I, I was not aware of that. After the religious ceremony, a, a reception uh, typically ins, uh, uh, ensues to celebrate the young person's hard work and accomplishment uh, as they have often spent weeks learning and preparing for this day because they yeah. do the reading from the Torah. I yeah. Know. And it's in, yeah. And it's not, it's in the, um, whatever the, I know, I can't believe I said it because I, sh- I know it, but I can't, the, the characters, like they, uh, you have to learn the characters. Right. Uh, right. And it's read, I think, from, from right to left. I, I believe correctly. it's read up or and down. Is it? 
I don't know now. Seeing Are you sure? Because I think because I think Hebrew is like Arabic, where it's written. I don't know. I know it's written. I, I was gonna say I but know you it read is it, written, but maybe okay. It is written the that opposite be. of what we're used to, but I think it's also up and down. Right. If I'm not mistaken, clearly goes to show we haven't been or I, had any bar or bat me, mitzvahs. Yeah, excuse <laughs> me for not being up to date on my knowledge of the Torah. By the right. way, just one obvious one that I can't believe we mm-hmm. haven't talked about, which is a rite of passage. I would say, and probably the vast majority of the world uh-huh. is getting married. Oh yeah. Big one. That's got to be probably essentially a universal rite of passage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because because it goes along with every religion expects it, you know, essentially. Mm-hmm. Not every. every. I would say most of them. Every major religion that we're sort of indoctrinated into, whether it be Christianity, Judaism, mm-hmm. or, uh, or Islam, like uh, marriage is expected, you mm-hmm. know, and the sort right. of the having of kids and mm-hmm. passing on the lineage and whatnot. Right. But also just in general, it's sort of like, a, you know, it's how society, not works. Marriage is not how society works, but it's sort of like that expectation, I, I feel like. That's e- true. Even, it's, it's now become so mainstream that it's not really a religious expectation. It's just like a, when you, just like a when cultural expectation. When you get married. Well, that one is also tied to having children and a family. Yes. The, the getting married. Do your parents ask you that question? What? When are you getting married? Uh, no. No. Because I, I don't have a girlfriend right now. They, so yeah. there's, <laughs> there's no, no point. It, yeah, I guess it would be ironic. Yeah, but it's like, do they ever like, when you and have I'm, a little, I'm pretty uh, happily single right now, my man. So Yeah, MGTOW. Is that what they call I, it? I don't know if I'd go, I don't know if I'd call myself a MGTOW. Uh. Um, I would say that right now I am uh, definitely in monk mode, as they would say. <laughs> yeah, you're focusing on yourself. That's right. Which is very key. That's right. Gotta stay alpha, bro. Gotta stay alpha. <laughs> All right, listen. This is rights of passage. The Chads and the Tyrones, we gotta stay alpha. We gotta stay alpha, Jerry. Um, uh-huh. Okay, yeah. But but yeah, marriage is a huge one. Yeah. Um, marriage is a huge one. I think another big rite of passage nowadays as well, though, is uh, uh, like a college degree. It could be anywhere yeah. from an associate's mm-hmm. to a bachelor's. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I think just that is another milestone. It's not yeah. accepted in, or, or, or sorry, um, expected in society per se, but I think a lot of parents and families do but want that. But I feel that. like even parents that like that expect it of their kids, mm-hmm. it's still like a very exciting moment when, when the graduation happens and sort of the process of the graduation. Like we all know, like at least – my parents and I imagine your parents were, you know, the idea of going to our graduation was very important. You know, mm-hmm. like the, the like the idea of skipping it seemed yep. ridiculous. Well, I I walked for my TESOL and my German degree more or less for my parents. That, I, I could have cared less. In German, it was that, my master's. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, um, I, and and it's not that I didn't care know, about that. Yeah, it was just you know, it was just like um, why am I going to sit during the you know for me it was right. like why am I going to sit, sit in this in a two ceremony. three hour ceremony? Right, I've done it before, uh, you know, one way or another. Exactly, you know, but but a lot of times you're right. That's another big thing. Yeah, um, but for yeah. sure, let's talk about some other cultural ones though. This one, this one's an interesting one, Jared, and uh, I don't know how well you or I would uh, fare with this one here. Uh, in the Brazilian Amazon, oh, young okay. boys belonging to the indigenous. Sater Maui tribe mark their coming of age when they turn 13 in a bullet uh, ant initiation. The tradition goes as so. They search the jungle for bullet ants, which are sedated by a leader who submerges them in an herbal solution. The ants are then weaved into gloves with the stingers pointed inwards. An hour or so later, the ants wake up angrier than ever, and the initiation begins. Wait, you're wearing ant gloves? Each boy has to wear the gloves for 10 minutes. Enduring the pain demonstrates the boy's readiness for manhood. 
So few cry out as doing so would demonstrate weakness. Each boy will eventually wear the gloves 20 times over the span of several months before the initiation is complete. Jesus Christ, they have to do it 20 times? Apparently. Wait, over the span of how many months? Several months. But I imagine it's during Four the- or five months, I don't know. Three, that's four, a, five that's months? That's not a long time. That's like once a week, essentially. Yeah, but that's still pretty shitty. Would yeah, you, no, I know. Would that's you what I'm saying. Do you want to endure? <laughs> no, that's what I'm bullet saying. Bullet ants in your hands. I'm saying for, that's a lot. Yeah, that's <sighs> and not not crying out, saying a word. That's I'm sorry, but that that is hardcore. That is straight up yeah, hardcore. Yeah, that's, that's hardcore. That's, that's hardcore. Hardcore. Uh, that I, sounds like a frat initiation. Kind of. That is another <laughs> rite of passage. Joining Actually, fraternity, yeah, or Not a sorority and having that initiation. Oh, it is a right. Yeah, I mean it, that. They, yeah, I see. I what mean, you're technically, saying. we know secret things. We're not allowed That's to true. talk like, about it. Is, it is like a very it, the ceremony is very sacred, I guess. Right. But I meant like in, in my personal life. Like it's not like my parents are like, oh, he's you know he's he's gonna be a dealt like like his like his dad and his dad before him. You know, it's not like I was some sort of legacy and right. I chose. That's how that your fraternity that's how your grandkids sort of and your grandkids grandkids are gonna think. They're gonna think my grandpappy, my great great grandpappy Jared, he was a dealt, and I'm gonna I, honestly. I never felt like it was that. It never felt to me. It felt like um, like a just like a dorm with mm-hmm. people that I do activity like I don't, I and people you like honestly yeah I didn't get that I don't know if I got that intense form of brotherhood you know mm-hmm. like it was more just like a I just I people I like to hang speak for yeah, yourself bro know. no I'm just kidding like um, we don't like hit each other up now like bro, how, how's my, how are my brothers you know it's not like right. it's, it's just it's not that really it's not that deep mm-hmm. and it's okay I think it's fine but mm-hmm. is uh, so I just wouldn't personally call it a rite of passage in my life but certainly the the ceremony is set up to be like a big deal mm-hmm. and a rite of passage yeah. of course definitely here's a big rite of passage in the Amish community Jared hmm. I love the name of this it's called uh oh Roomspringa yeah how do you know I've heard of this before yeah what is so it Jared? the I, I believe it's 18 17 or 18 16 16 the Amish person has a year to live life as a as a normal not normal but as modern a, modern a, person. yeah and they and they get to decide if they want to live the Amish life or if if they like the the modern lifestyle mm-hmm. which I think is awesome that'd be a tough that'd be that'd be tough it's tough to it's kind of unfair because it's like this person has has been living their entire life and in an Amish lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then the, as a 16-year-old, they're like, all right, you got a year, go live life. Well, I think it's more than a year, Jared. So listen to this. Oh, it so is. So in Amish tradition, uh, Rumspringa marks the time when the youth turn 16 and are finally able to enjoy unsupervised weekends away from family. During this time, they are encouraged to oh, enjoy whatever I pleasures they like, uh, be that modern clothing or alcohol. The purpose of this period is to allow Amish youth Uh, the opportunity to see and experience the world beyond their culture and upbringing. In this way, returning to their community and way of life thus is entirely their choice. Those who return are then baptized and become committed Ah. members of the Amish church and community. Making the uh, marking the end of Rumspringa, they must do so before turning twenty six. Ah, uh, so oh, so they have ten years. Mm-hmm. Remember that uh, play I told you I went to go see with my piano yes. teacher, uh-huh. where they would throw in like words like "good," uh-huh. and it was about the baseball player mm-hmm. that um, that was like a hot shot, and he was, uh, but he was like sort of lit, got caught up in the fast and loose lifestyle. And he was sort of Life alcoholic, in the and he was att- addicted mm-hmm. to gambling, and the whole story was essentially about him coming back home, and that sort of actually 
and it, by the way, I was I was squarely in like Amish country in Pennsylvania, mm. like Pennsylvania Dutch Amish country, nice. you know. And so and that actually adds some more context to that play I saw three years ago. <laughs> okay, there we go, there we go. Another one we mentioned, actually, a big one. More than that. Uh, a uh, Hispanic coming of age, the quinceanera, yeah. in many parts of Central and South America, uh, young uh, is it only girls. Okay, young girls so. celebrate their quinceanera when they turn fifteen years old. The coming of age tradition tra- uh, typically begins with a Catholic mass, so it is religious. Catholic mass where girls, uh, where the girl renews her baptismal vows and solidifies her commitment to her family and faith. Immediately following the mass is a fiesta where friends and family eat and dance. I remember um, sometimes the super six, sweet 16s weren't specifically su- su- super sweet 16s. I think they would do like a quinceanera, for mm. example. Um, you know, it was more just rich kids having a, uh, a mad party, bro. A, yeah, extravagant birthday parties. And I remember right. sometimes it was crazy to see like a 15 year old or a 14 year old. Because if you're like your quinceanera, you might you might not even actually turned 15 yet by the mm-hmm. time your party happens. Getting like a car, and right. it was like, why would you want? Even if it's the latest and greatest, by the time you can get drive, it's not going to be the latest and greatest. Right. It's like, cool, you got a brand new Range Rover that you can't drive for two and a half years. Right. By the time it's going to be, it's going to be like, it's going to be a slightly used Range Rover when your parents take it every now and again. And it's just, a, I just don't, I mean, it's still a nice car, but it's just so weird that like the, the, the gift where it's like, we give you the extravagant gift is because we have to, even if it doesn't really make any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, yeah, the, I've, I've never, have you ever experienced a quinceanera? I, I, I haven't. I haven't I've either. never been to one. Seems well, like it would be a good time. I bet you it is. Bet you it is. Um, uh, next one for you. This is an interesting one. So this is a, uh, an Inuit coming of age tradition from North Baffin Island. Uh, in North Baffin Island, That's Inuit Canada, boys, I imagine, uh, I think so, or Alaska, uh, have traditionally gone out to the wilderness with their fathers between the ages of 11 to 12 to test their hunting skills and acclimate to the harsh Arctic weather. As part of the tradition, a shaman would be called to open the lines of communication between men and am- uh, animals. Nowadays, however, this tradition has been extended to young girls as well, as out camps are established away from the community in order for traditional skills to be passed down and practiced by young men and women. So I think that's great. A lot of that seems like it's more related to what you have to become in order to be a man or a woman, mm-hmm. the sure. skills you need, which right. is good. Yeah, they're essentially teaching you to like, like, all right, this is when we start really teaching you how to, you know, survive on your own mm-hmm. um we we are not fully unfamiliar i mean we are personally but like here in the midwest that's kind of a i would say that kind of is a rite of passage for a lot of people i mean in, in the u.s in general but you know we're from the midwest that's why i say that like the hunting the hunting culture is very big here and there's i certainly remember like when i was when i was a kid people like uh like high schoolers and stuff and and would would go hunting and i say that wasn't they probably the first time they did it was probably like in middle school or something yeah and i would say that was certainly a rite of passage for a lot of a lot of people that i've known not me but it, it was absolutely a big, a big deal around these parts for sure and like, right I, I know that partially the reason why a lot of companies give a day off in november uh, is specifically because it's the first day of hunting in, in Michigan, at least. Mm-hmm. This Baffin Island, by the way, it is very northwest, excuse me, very oh, northeast wow. no uh, kidding. Canada, kind of close to Greenland. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, what, else, what else you got? Uh, I got one from Malaysia for you uh, called uh, Katam Al-Koran, 
which is a coming of age in Malaysia. Oh, Malaysia. uh, Where uh, 11 apparently is a special birthday for Muslim girls, as it marks the time when they can celebrate Katam al-Quran, a prestigious ritual that demonstrates their growing maturity at their local mosque. Girls spend years preparing for this day, reviewing the Quran, so that they can recite the final chapter before friends and family Mm. uh, at the ceremony. Okay. Um, so another faith-based, yeah, kind of and like reciting of like some sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 interesting because I, well, I, I think we know kind of why it is eleven because we've mm-hmm. talked about eleven is a lucky number and um, yep. and a lot of um, Muslim and Arabic or excuse me Muslim cultures, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I, I imagine that's why they choose that one. That eleven, I mean, is lucky in uh, American culture too. The idea like eleven, eleven, make a wish, right? Good so, times. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, this one is uh, a uh, Maasai coming-of-age tradition in Tanzania and Kenya. Uh, the Maasai of Kenya and Tanzania have several rites of passage that carry boys into manhood. Boys between the ages of 10 to 20 come together to be initiated as the new warrior class of the tribe, placed in dozens of houses built for the occasion. The night before the ceremony, the boys sleep outside in the forest <clears throat> And at dawn, they return for a day of singing and dancing. They drink a mixture of alcohol, cow's blood, and milk, while also consuming Yummy. large portions of meat. Hey, I'm cool with that the meat. That kind of sounds like like the Have Black Panther barbecue. elixir that, that you drink. We know when you oh, yep. when they do the the fight uh, and they like you have to strip you of all your power, so you mm-hmm. drink that uh, elixir. That kind of sounds like what that is. Um. Okay. The, um. This did not go where I thought it would, Jared. Here we go. After these festivities, uh, after these festivities, they are ready to be circumcised, making the official whoa, whoa, transformation. Whoa. So they get, they get circumcised as adults, as a man, making the transformation into a man warrior and protector. Uh, and I imagine similar there's not a lot to of, um, other rites. I imagine there's not a lot of um, numbing. Uh, or, or local anesthetic that nope. they use. <laughs> nope. So right here, Jared, similar there to other is. rites of passage, the boys cannot flinch because doing so would shame their families <laughs> oh, and discount no. their bravery. You can't even flinch in their. Oh they're my They're cutting gosh. your skin off, Jared. Um, uh, you know it's so it's so interesting. It's it's really this is really making our American rites of passage seem so trivial. Right. Like it's like oh we can you drink alcohol. Car, I right. get a new car. I, I get a cell phone. Right. You know and it's so funny because one I haven't mentioned that I wrote down was uh, taking. The training wheels off of my bicycle. Oh, one. nice! Ah. Which is <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about dudes putting their hands in like gloves with ants and shit, <laughs> getting circumcised uh, and not flinching, or oh, else they're no thank you, <laughs> no thank you. And I'm like, yeah, I remember I uh, rode a bicycle uh, on my own for the first time. It was very uh, exciting. So this is one I actually did see, I think, a couple times in China here, Jared. Uh, there's a Confucian coming-of-age traditions, um, Ji Li and Guan Li. And so uh, in some parts of China, there's been a recent resurgence, uh, resurgence of Confucian-style coming-of-age ceremonies. Fun fact, Jared, where I used to live, that is one of those spots because I lived where very close to where Confucius actually lived. So, um, fun fact how, for you. How does that? How does Confucianism work in China? It's a, isn't China largely a, a religious? I don't know the proper. Well, term. Confucianism is well. Like it's weird. So Confucianism country. isn't technically religion. It's like a lifestyle or something. Exactly, a lifestyle philosophy. Mm. 
he was uh, Confucius was actually a, a like a, a nobleman actually. Right. I mean, um, he, I mean, the most I hear about Confucianism is just like he's got a lot of great tips and quotes yep. and untranslatables. Yep. And uh, analects are what they're called. And there's pro- it's probably now that I think about it, what we what a lot of people probably including me. I'm not trying to say I'm above people, but back when we were kids, used to do the sort of offensive blah 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 say, you know, where it was like, and you, you remember that? What? All right, never mind. I don't. All right, never mind. Um, what were you? What were you? What are you showing me? Guanli. So, so this ah, is okay. the traditional dress that they oh, wear. Oh, right. So they wear like traditional robes and stuff, which unsurprisingly has red in it because yep. that's a lucky color. It is brings a lot of good luck, good fortune. I'm learning things from this yep. podcast. That's chat. right. Well, that's that's the hope. <laughs> oh, that's the oh I have another um, rite of passage that I personally experienced mm-hmm. moving into my first apartment that I like had to pay for. Oh, that's a big one. I, I remember one. I was still in college. It was uh, in Pueblo, Colorado. I did mm-hmm. a summer internship between the soft, uh, junior and senior year of college, and um, I got paid. And so, obviously, I had to pay my rent. That's right. And um, it, it was a, it was a, it was just like it. I mean, it certainly limited the amount of money I made. I heard about money that some other people were making, and I was super jealous because I was like, well. Yeah, half of mine's gone to rent. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, it was, I understand it. Obviously, I'm it's a not, learning process. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and I'll say this it was, it, it was, you know, it was kind of cool the to like live by myself. It, like, cause it, I was, I was like 20. And so that was like, and that was like the first time I've, I've fully been like responsible for myself. The closest people I knew were my cousins, which are very, I'm very close with them, mm-hmm. but they were two hours away. So like right. I was, I was like fully on my own and, and that was, that was a, certainly a rite of passage. And, you know, obviously my parents weren't like, they weren't texting me every month. Like, did you remember to pay your rent? You know, I right. did. So, and that was, right. did you buy groceries? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What did you have for dinner? Are did you, you <laughs> separate your, your lights and your darks when you did laundry? Did, did you wake up and tell you going to work on time? Right. I, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, they were not, and they were just like, yeah, all right, live, go live. So Jared, let's, uh, let's play a little game. I want to change things up. Okay. I want to give you a category and I want you to just Tell me what what things you associate with it. So so first, rites of passage. We've talked about coming of age. Mm-hmm. Are there any other coming of age type of things that happen as you get older? It's kind of like a rite of passage. Like a first girlfriend, maybe. Okay, sure. First relationship. Yeah, okay. not girlfriend, I guess. That's very right. specific. Yeah, your first relationship. Uh, first breakup, certainly one. Experiencing one. the first yep. breakup. Jared still hasn't yet. He's, he's so <laughs> kind. Uh, I've never been broken up with in my life. No, that's not true. I just made that up for some reason. Um, what about in that same vein? So relationship, first breakup. Oh, like the the birth or death of someone. Oh, that's a big one. Experiencing like the the first time you experience like, yep. like a, a death of someone mm-hmm. close to you, maybe. Here's a big coming of age in the U.S. We forgot to mention, and I can't believe it. Hmm. Prom. Oh yeah, in high school, prom is a big one. That's another and, one. And in that other I, countries, I they have similar ones. That's an uh, do. Oh, do they really? Yeah, I mean, you have a like in in the Czech Republic. Remember? Oh yeah, that's the true. The Matoriti Those are true. a blast. That, Shout I out think, to all my Czech homies because those are a lot of fun. <laughs> that's another one that I didn't think of because that wasn't like a huge 
thing to me. Like right. I went, but more because I, I had a girlfriend in high school that that like it it, it would be ridiculous to be like oh, you want to go to that, you know? Right. It's like so you just kind of got to suck it up. Here, but it's ridiculous because once again the it's it's just money. The amount of money mm-hmm. you have to spend for a prom it's ridiculous by like, renting the uh you know renting a tux, buying the flat the mm-hmm. corsage. Right. Um. You have the dinner. Dinner. Maybe a fancy limo. Maybe yeah, you're, prob- you're potentially sharing a limo with a group of people. Um, it's just it's or at least you're at least driving, I would imagine. So gasoline at the very least. Right. Um, it's just like a it's just like a it's like how how we milking so much money out of children. Right. <laughs> I don't understand right. it. Uh but yeah, people eat that shit up and it's and it's it's a necessity. I wonder now maybe it's just because I'm getting older and I don't know what happens in high school anymore. But like I wonder is is prom still hot? Do the kids still get excited about prom? I mean prom? it was I have I, no idea. I, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. I, I but I mean like so. I mean like now you say was. I mean like now are kids still getting Well I'm saying was cuz they're not doing school in person oh, right sure. now. Oh sure. Yeah. So no there is prom no prom. Probably has been happening recently. Right. I mean, I'm sure there have been some problems in the U.S., let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. But, like, yeah, I guess so. It's probably still a thing. It's here's, probably still a thing. Here's another Here's another big coming-of-age one that I think we forgot to talk about. And this one, I think, is a great one if we talk about German culture. Mm. Uh, first day of school. Oh, in Germany, yeah. they have what they call the Schu- uh, Schultüte, which is the, the school bag, if you were to translate it. Mm. And it's usually, like, this big big cone or thing where they have candy and huh. uh, and and school supplies. You've never heard of a Schultüte? No, but I'm going to look it really? up right now. When I used to teach a German for kids camp, uh, we actually had the kids make uh, little Schultütes. It was really cute. Um, oh, they're huge. Yeah, they're gigantic. They're usually like as big as these little kids going to their first day. And of school. they have like and they have like candy they're decorated, and candy yeah, and stuff in them. And like uh, and like pencils and like markers and other st- like stuff you Clearly might need for school. Clearly, they're still doing that because that's from Frozen, which is pretty yep. recent. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a German tradition. Schultüte. Okay. Oh, yeah, so I've, first not, I've never heard school. of that. But yeah, I was, you know. I'm no sure you have a picture. Your parents have a picture of you in your backpack probably standing outside before your first day of school, I bet you. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Probably. Yeah. I remember apparently, I, I, I don't really have any recollection of this, but my parents claimed that I wanted to wear a suit. On my first nice. day of, uh, you should have. On my first day of kindergarten, you should have. I, th- I don't think they let. I don't think they let me, and I think I would thank them for that. That's probably mm. for the best. That's, that's a bummer. That's just a. They're like, you're gonna get. A, we can't have you getting made fun of the first right. day of school. Put, <laughs> put that on black Twitter years later, and I'm sure you just get clowned on, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah, um, starting school certainly one. Mm-hmm. And An- graduating. Another of big one, as you mentioned, you mentioned the training wheels. So riding a bike. Yes, that's another big coming of age one. I think in a lot of places. Yeah, it's, it represents that freedom. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's sort of one of your first ways to get away from your from your parents. Right. So now let's talk about some religious rites of passage. Okay. I mean, there's obviously like baptism. Yep. Confirmation. Yep. Uh, we mentioned bar mitzvah, bat mm-hmm. mitzvah. You I mentioned- think marriage is also has some religious connotations as well to it. In most religions, yeah, yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. like a religious ceremony, yep. marriage. Yep. Uh, you mentioned the the Rumspringa is one in the Amish. Oh church. yeah, sure. You mentioned uh, you mentioned uh, you mentioned the um the one for the for the Muslim girls at eleven. Mm-hmm. That's another one. What's another Islamic um rite of passage? Rite of passage. You know what they call it when you have to go visit the. Oh oh yeah the um the uh when you the pilgrimage mm-hmm. Hajj Hajj mm-hmm. yeah the to, pilgrimage yeah, the to pilgrimage Mecca. to Mecca mm-hmm. how does, yeah that that's where you essentially you have to walk to Mecca mm-hmm. that's just it right yep yeah well I think you and you have to pray there I think sure yeah of course yeah. yeah when you get there you pray mm-hmm. there yes definitely and then but like uh huh. 
So does that mean if you you can only be you can truly only be Muslim if you live in walking distance of the Mecca? Because like, if, well, no, no, I think you no, you have to, to make that. Yeah, you have to make that pilgrimage once in your life. But you don't have to walk the whole way. That's what I'm saying. Possible. If it's impossible to, yeah, okay, okay. right, right. But right. it has to be some sort of journey, I imagine. Right. Like you're not right. just you're not just gonna like in the parking lot. And it's like all right, it's a five minute walk. Right. <laughs> I think today I'll do my hajj. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. That's probably not how that works. Uh, academic ones, obviously, graduating. Yeah. Is a big one, right? Oh, another rite of passage would be like uh, the honor roll. Yep. Or like um, national like honor society. One of those chords, yep. like the summa cum laude, laude magna mm-hmm. cum laude. Right. Um. What's another academic one? Also, in some countries where they have exit exams or entrance oh, exams, yeah. mm-hmm. passing those with flying colors can be another big one. Or even in the U.S., we have like the the GMAT SAT or the, uh, ACT or yeah, oh the GRE. Yeah. The ACT and SAT school. though, I think they're losing favor, mm-hmm. especially with the pandemic, when a lot of colleges have waived them. Right, and I feel like it should start to expose some of the sort of pointlessness of those exams. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I took the GRE years back, and I uh, think the GRE may be different. I can't speak on that. I'm more speaking on like the SAT, ACT, because right. at least that's what I know. I think all of it's kind of ho- hogwash. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, poppy cook. Right, and, and <laughs> it's just it's more money is what it sure. really is. Yeah. It's a business. Well, more way to get money out of children. <laughs> right. Ex- exactly. Exactly. What about sports? What are some rites of passage? Uh, you're just playing your first sport. Like, every, mm. do you, your do you first remember game, your first sport? First t ball game. I don't know if I remember the first game, but I remember my first sport, mm. which was probably t. I say now probably. I think it was t ball. Mine was football, and then maybe really soccer. Ta- not soccer. oh oh oh. I was football. like that's bold soccer. Uh, yeah. and then soccer was certainly the first one that really had any sort of impress, like you know, lasting. Maybe mm. soccer was the first one. I don't remember a t baller, but I think I both started them around the same time. But yeah, but then also like like um. At least as a soccer player, scoring a goal is a right of Ooh, passage. That's, that's a, big a great one. feeling. Like yep. that first one, um, I would say like winning, like winning mm-hmm. some sort of tournament. Obviously, yep. is a right of passage. Getting that trophy, I'd say first a trophy. trophy. Yeah, getting a trophy. And Although for some people, growing go. up, yep, here we go, growing up in this <laughs> in this participation culture, Jared. This is as everybody's we talked about got a in trophy. The last episode, part of the pussification but, hey, of, uh, of the men. That is a right of passage. Still, <laughs> I mean, you got a trophy. Uh, you participated. How do you in something. feel about the participation trophy? I think it's I think it's fair to give somebody a trophy, but I think you should make distinctions. And this is a yeah. first place. I don't this have a problem a with place. the trophy per se, mm-hmm. but I think there certainly is something to being like these people won. Yeah, and you yeah. Lo- like lo- saying it's, you it's lost. It's a part of it's life. Hard to say to a child, but like you, you can't. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm kind of part of life. And They're maybe also and I losers. Like, I like winning a lot too. Right. So I'm like, hey, no, you don't let me have this. Right. Don't, I worked for this. <laughs> give yeah, give me my damn trophy. You all worked hard, and you all put in equal amounts of work. Now, what do you think, though, speaking of sports, what do you think might be one of the highest rites of passage for a certain sport? Oh, a professional. Well, well, sure. I'm thinking more of a specific sport, and, like, most people strive oh, for this. I would, oh, like the like a gold medal? Well, World you, Cup? You, yes, yes. Super Bowl? Stanley all, Cup? All yes. Uh, but I was thinking karate and a black belt. Oh, the black That's belt. like a big, yes. high honor the probably the highest rite of passage I would imagine you can get in martial arts to some sure. degree. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, that's a huge one. That used to, huge yeah, one. that was that used to be. I mean, at least when we were kids, the idea of having a black belt was cool. There was this oh, one yeah. kid at my school. 
that I knew he was a black belt in, in judo. And he was my my friend for the most part. He kind of annoyed me, actually. Mm-hmm. But there was a part of me that's like, listen, don't get on this guy's bad side. He'll, he could mess you yeah, up. He'll, he's going to twist me up into a pretzel. Yep. And I'm going to be embarrassed. That's really that's going to be, a, oh, what was the term? What was the term? What? Uh, something, uh, uh, the value lowerer. What was the, there was the, the acronym for lowering your value. Remember, it was like the, the something LV or something. I don't remember now from the uh, last episode. DLV or something like that, or like something. HLV. Demonstrate higher DLV. Oh man! Oh, demonstrate lower value. Oh, display of lower value. Display. Is what it is. Yeah, getting twisted up in a pretzel and, right. and uh, during recess, <laughs> and you're just is done. a is a d- demonstration of higher value for him and a display of lower value yep. for me. Yeah, <laughs> yep. you, you come out taking a big L for that one. <laughs> That's for sure. Please, have you? Oh, did you hear about the twisted tea guy? Speaking of uh, display, display of uh-uh. lower value. Oh. There was this guy, this white guy that was uh, saying a bunch of racist stuff, but he thought he, he thought he like he like as if he was like one of the one of the black guys. He's like, "How you telling me I can't say the n word?" But he wasn't saying the n word, and he kind of had like this black scent. And this guy, he this guy, he was talking to a black guy, and the guy was like, he looked like you know he was coming off of work or something. He had a twisted tea and some food. Oh, he smacked him. Yeah, yeah. He beat him in the face with the twisted tea. Oh, that's a great video. And there's just been a lot of twisted tea jokes uh, right. since then. <laughs> he he just popped that guy too. Just smacked him. And people were joking about how there was a slight. Uh, display of lower value when he did the flip. Oh yeah, and then he tried to catch it, but he dropped it. Yeah, but then he obviously redeemed himself with the <laughs> uh, with smack. the upward haya. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for a hot second, it's like, oh no, oh no. That's like, okay, okay, no. He he was a right. quick redemption. Well, it was the, funny uh, how the drop. how the white guy tried to kick it. Like he dropped yeah. the white guy oh, tried yeah. to kick he, it and he grabbed yeah, it, he and then he just it. smacked him. And then after, and then and, and my favorite part was the the white dude being <laughs> like, okay, okay, <laughs> we good, we good, okay, <laughs> <laughs> trying to like. And try to like re like remember where he's at essentially. Right. <laughs> you just got twisted teed. Yeah, yeah real, twisted you got real teed. twisted. Yeah, real twisted. Right. Oh man. Oh man, that's funny. But anyway, <laughs> um, that's hilarious. We just had to <laughs> take a minute to talk about that real quick. But yeah. Um, Speaking of getting twisted, though, Jared, I'll say actually that is kind of a rite of passage. Is have you ever been in like a smacked fight? In the no, like f- your first oh, fight. fight. Um. I mean, a couple little scuffles at a party and a couple hockey fights, but I don't consider yeah, that. Yeah, I've serious. never had a real fight either. I've had like we can take this outside. <laughs> yeah, we just do it right now. <laughs> oh, dude, I did actually. So, Got in a fight? um, well, but here, here's I've never had Ooh, like who'd you I, was, get in a fight I had with? like soccer fights, and okay. that, but that was like barely nothing. That doesn't okay. count. There was no real like. Right. There was one where I guess technically speaking of rites of passage, mm-hmm. theoretically, can I talk about this because it involved uh, you can go to jail after it involved this episode? Be, being in this maybe a base of of a house that we might have spent some time in and maybe we were wearing suits at one point and uh playing with cards and decided to clear some space jesus i'm talking about a casino night oh Oh, uh, oh, are we sure we can talk about it? Doesn't yeah. matter. But no, I, I, we don't have to talk about it. All I was going to say was I did participate one time. Oh, oh and that was my, that was probably my first time where I really understood a, a what it meant to be in a like like what fighting was. Okay. Um and and I I don't think it was a demonstration of I think I was I was abroad I think when this happened. Oh, okay, I? okay, okay. I don't remember. I think it was a net new. I de- certainly didn't after, lose, after but I certainly the, didn't wallop. After the episode, we need to talk more about this. Okay. Remind me. Okay, we, sure, sure, sure. But, but yeah, it, it was definitely just... That oh, was, one thing, though, that I used to do as a kid that's kind of related was called locker boxing. 
Do you know what that is? <laughs> no, but it sounds painful. So locker boxing is usually hockey kids do it, and I played hockey when I was younger. Hockey kids are aggressive. They are very, I mean, <laughs> hockey is an aggressive sport. <laughs> sport. Uh, with your hockey helmet, you have a cage on, uh-huh. right? And you have a helmet. So so what locker boxing is, is in the locker room before, after practice, or after a you game. slam your head against the wall? Yes. No, you put on your helmet, and you put on your hockey gloves. They're padded. And you just fight. And you wail each other, but you can only hit each other in the head. It's, it's I love how idea, I love how only hit each other in a head like that's the safe alternative because that's where your helmet is. <laughs> and believe it or not, with your gloves, this unless is... you really smack them, you don't really feel it. It's sure, sure, crazy. sure, sure. But this is before we had the information we have now about CTE, is what I'm saying. Right. right. Where it's like I don't think that really. I think there's still an effect. <laughs> Probably. I mean, <laughs> to there's a reason it. why I'm a little slower, Jared. It's all those locker boxing matches we had. Um. But yeah. But that's not. That's still not like. Um, did you did you ever feel like you were really like, like I mean I'm sure it got intense actually it got pretty damn intense because yeah. like because like that was I did it with a couple of teammates I didn't like because the, the thing that I did was like was like the first time when I was really like it was like a I'm not gonna say survival no one was mm-hmm. at risk of dying by any <laughs> means but like no, no I no, saw no, a no, couple no. intense ones. Uh, well, no, I mean in mine. Personally. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But like, like it was like, like it w- it was like you know, giving it as much as I could. I would mm-hmm. say, and it was like, oh, this is this is exhausting, and I have no form. This is right. good, good to know where I stand. And that's nowhere. <laughs> just um, yeah, just kind of throwing a punch randomly. Um, but yeah, that I, I'd say getting into a that that was certainly a rite of path. I like it was something I really had no interest in doing, mm-hmm. and I'm not really that kind of person right. that like goes goes for that sort of frat childishness. Right. But I but a little part of me is like this is. Probably Probably the safest environment that I'll ever get to experience something like this. Um, and sort of like, join a boxing and, gym. And that's true. There are a lot of ways <laughs> where I could actually do it and learn how to get good at it right. <laughs> and do it right. Sure. But at that time, where I was like, this is like the first, like one of my, like I, need, I at least need, I need to know where I stand. Mm. And this is, and this is, no one really wants to kill anyone here. We're, we're both friends. Right. I was with Speak a friend. Speak for yourself. So I was never really, it was no locker boxing situation. Right. I wasn't like, let me really try to get this guy. But I was like, All right, now I really know where I stand. Yeah, I Sports know. rites of passage mm-hmm. are, are, though, in general, they're less lasting to me. I feel mm-hmm. like like once once I'm out of high school, all that high school accolade stuff doesn't really mean anything. You know. Speak for yourself. I revel in my Do you? high school highlight days, bro. <laughs> Looking at all my medals. You still no, wear, wear your uh, oh yeah, wear my jacket, varsity jacket yeah. everywhere. That is a rite of passage, though, dude. Getting your varsity, varsity letter. Getting your varsity yeah, jacket. Yeah, see, that one didn't do anything for me either. I, like mm. there, I certainly could have gotten one. Not to brag, I was varsity, uh, track and soccer. Watch out! I was terrible at track, by the way. <laughs> it was very easy to be varsity track, but um, I uh, I just I never I never um. I, ne- I never had any interest never in, got the, the, in jacket. the jacket. Yeah, I'm like, this jacket does not look good it. on me. Maybe it's because I was too small, and I was mm. like, this is gonna, I'm looking at me wearing my my dad's suit or something right. if I wear this. That one never did it for me. But, of course, that is a major American, mm-hmm. specifically, obviously, rite of passage. I'm not downplaying that. This just wasn't for me. Um, Sorry for the yawn. Yeah, perfect timing. Because uh, I was like, all right, I'm done. Another like, oh, another oh, oh. good one. <laughs> another good one uh, as well. I would say is like um, having that first, um, kind of like that first meal. You kind of cook to yourself, and you can kind of just whip up when you need to. Mm. Oh, like a go-to. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's interesting. I think that might have actually had some overlap. Well, no, I could I could make pasta always, mm-hmm. or not always, but <laughs> I came out of the womb making pasta. But I would say I, I <laughs> speaking Italian. I first too. start to get that feeling in Colorado when I you know I had to do my own grocery shopping mm-hmm. and and cook for myself because that that's also the first time 
where it really puts into perspective how much food costs, you know? Oh, and yeah. like you, you like me living on a on a you know, interns budget, you really have to sort of be aware of of what you're uh you know, what you're what you're buying and what you're eating. And it's just really it's like all right, I need some some staples that's not that aren't shit. Like I can't mm. eat sh- like I I can't eat shit, but I need to well, actually you probably shouldn't. try to establish some some sort of um glimpse of a, of a of a regimen, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm it wasn't perf- it wasn't it wasn't perfect. If I, I I I probably would not eat how I did then uh, now. Takes time to learn it. Yeah, for you sure. Know, it takes time to learn it. For sure. Yeah. That was the rite of passage though. Figure it out. Exactly. Kiddo. Well, Jared, what are some rites of passage that you're hoping to uh still hit mm. in the in the future? I feel like a <clears throat> a big rite of passage in in our in our culture here in the US is like buying a house, yep. you know. I would put that one on my list. That's certainly something that, that I would like to do. I'd like to also add to that buy land. I'd like to buy some land. S- separate than, from the house? Either buy the land where I have the house or, or oh, okay. be able to own the land. But yeah, that that it, that really feels it, it feels it feels nice to know that even if it is some sort of 30-year loan that you're on some sort of process to like like actually having some sort of space that you can call, mm-hmm. you can't get evicted out of. I mean, obviously you can, uh, but for those thirty years, you p- potentially right. could. But uh, but yeah, I just I just like the sort of the it's, it feels like a big milestone, and 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 I think as I talked earlier about that sort of right of right of passage and sort of that f- figuring out what to do with your finances mm-hmm. other than just have like essentially a big piggy bank that you just look at how to actively do something that sort of feels like right. part of it a little bit to me. So I'd say that I would say. Um, Retirement mm-hmm. is a rite of passage. Yeah. Um, we when would you about... like to retire? How old would you like to be? I mean, <laughs> that's a uh, ideally like like sixty. You know, okay, sixty would be good. I'm hoping for fifty-five. I think sixty. Mm, yeah, m- maybe fifty-five. I, if I say fifty-five, I would still try to probably figure. Th- th- I would. I would like to have some way to to do something like for example my parents are retired now but they're like they're like on uh like on a board you know for mm-hmm. like a non-profit or, or and so like there's still like stuff you can well do you can just do different busy. things exactly so i think i think maybe i'd have to bal it would be a balance of like you know where i'm at with that but i think at 60 would would is is like my kind of realistic goal of okay like, all right i think this is where, where i'd like to be done with the workplace which is crazy because i feel like i'm i honestly like to be done in the next like two to three years (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just getting started right but i but it 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 is crazy it is yeah i'd say retirement is certainly one Mm -hmm. um i mean marriage is one that we've talked about but that's not really a big for that's not really a big like on my vision board of of like a rite of passage i'm not against it Per se, and and, I, and I, I'm open to it, but it's not like a big like or something I'm really working toward, you mm-hmm. know, specifically. Um, You're not losing sleep over your wedding plans. It sounds like I would say a, a rite of passage is for me is also traveling to new locations. Mm. So um, that's a good one. Sort of like uh, like testing my limits. And Where so would you like to go? South America is one that I that I've always wanted to go to, and I've talked to you and my mm-hmm. partner because that's the person I like to go with about uh, uh, flights. Me, by the way, not your the, partner. You could take one you spirit flights <laughs> to yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could take spirit flights to Colombia, 
uh, for like three, four hundred bucks, mm-hmm. depending on the time of year. I saw some uh, to Brazil as well for four hundred bucks. Oh, really? Which is not be, bad. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's a lot longer to than Colombia. Yep. Uh, so, oh, oh, now you saw them though. Uh, so, oh, yeah. Those are pandemic prices. Uh, the one, mm. the three hundred to four hundred I saw were pre-pandemic prices. Okay. Uh, but obviously, Colombia is also a lot closer than than Brazil. Brazil. Um, but the but I just like I think that that's a rite of passage is like sort of getting comfortable in a new location. Okay. So um so like okay. I, I felt like I felt like the trip to um the trip to Czech Republic in Berlin was sort of a rite of passage trip. That was a lot of fun. It was sort of was my first trip. I would say it was my first solo international trip, you know. Where you know and then not not connected to like studying abroad. That's not a trip right. really. And it was like my money, my time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And 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 that was that felt like a rite of passage. And now it doesn't doesn't feel like as much of a deal as it was before, you know. Right. Um and but now it's like, all right, well now now if I were to like, you know, for example, I was gonna go to Italy and France if it wasn't for the pandemic, mm-hmm. I don't know if that would have felt like as much of a rite of passage because it would feel almost a little more more uh something I'm used to doing. Right. So like so like if I would have gone to, I don't know, Mozambique that might have been mm-hmm. a rite of passage trip because it's like I, I have no idea what to expect I've never been in a culture like this I think you need to make Bali your next rite of passage trip when that could be to a travel. Too. sure I'd be, down, I'd be down with that what about you what are some milestones you still like to hit in your life learn uh, and be able to speak a third language fluently that is we dabble yes. a lot with our languages and I feel like I can understand bits and pieces of many languages but I would love to have three where I could confidently say like honestly I would probably say it would be English, German and probably Spanish. That was a game changer rites of passage wise certainly mm-hmm. that's something I, a foreign language something I obviously never planned it was just because I had no choice right but like having the ability to to and I don't really have it anymore I mean I'm sure I could get it back if I was there for for a bit but it would take you, would. you know a couple months or so but like to have it like I had it when we were studying abroad or like at the end of my time in Germany like that that was that was um something that that I would like to get back to with German like and 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 have it and, and get it that good to where I don't lose it after like a year right. like a, not a year or two like you know spend like more than that but if where I where I don't lose it essentially well good thing I gave you a book for christmas uh, that's with true. all sorts of that's bad true. german words i certainly words. haven't forgotten any of the swear words right <laughs> and i've actually learned some new ones no that's not mm-hmm. true cuz you're going to ask me and i'm not going to ooh have an i was about to I yeah was and, I, and I wasn't going to have an answer <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> what does this mean <laughs> so uh, okay learn another language yeah. uh, i have opened up my 401k and i'm opening up mm. uh an IRA, uh, hopefully this coming week. I think that was less of a big deal in my life, just because that's sort of like the standard procedure when you enter like corporate life, right? But, you, but and so like, it's kind of it's you're just kind of like dug into you. Like if they offer it, just do it. Mm-hmm. But you obviously, you know, your academic, academic life world. is different. Yeah, sure, yeah, it's sure, different, sure. especially shorter term contracts. They don't. Yeah, you have offer to do 401ks it, or anything. Do it on your own. Exactly. Um, another thing that. Uh, Another milestone that I would like to reach is on my current car, I think I still haven't hit 100,000 miles on yes. it. Yes. So that's another big one. I haven't one. either. I haven't mm-hmm. either. So that's another my, big My one. car currently is, I think, close to 80. Okay. Um, Mine's 90. My uh yeah my 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 dad he had a he uh recently got a new car like a year ago but his car was at like, like approaching two hundred mm-hmm. and it 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 was it had kind of it is it had lived its life it was okay. time 
especially since he could afford a car it was really time to move on it was like he couldn't open the sunroof like he couldn't close one of the cup holders or else he'd have to like use a some sort of like sharp object to get it back oh it was a it oh, was geez. a turning into a hoopty okay um but like it really it was hard for him to get rid of it and it was hard for me to like try to talk him into a new car because i'm like let's see how far this thing can go right sure. <laughs> i was like you're at 180 we might as well see if you can make it to 200 at this point. right you're right around the corner uh, so there's definitely a lot of that going on, but yeah, certainly that that hitting that uh, hitting those mileage milestones are always fun. There's I remember I hit the six 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 one, mm. the one two three four five. You know, there's all the little okay, ones that yep. people like to yep. mark. Yeah. Um, okay. What else? Do you have anything else? These uh, are good ones. I mean, other ones are just like financial stuff. Really, sure, it's kind of kind of boring. Um, what else? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm hoping. I like to hit. I'd like to hit um, physical milestones. I like to be. Like I need to be in like proper shape. Again. Well, I have told you with uh, with weightlifting, I I do want to be able to, uh, if I remember correctly, I I want to be able to squat three plates, which would be three hundred and fifteen. Uh, See, when you quantify it, mm-hmm. that's perfect for a rite of passage. You know mm-hmm. exactly when you yep. cross that threshold. I want to be able to bench uh, ideally two plates, which would be two twenty five. Okay. Um, are you, where are you at now? Uh, around the, I think I can get one rep for maybe 180, 185. Okay, you like to do, um, you like to do a rep of 225. Well, not, not well like I mean, a, I'd like to be strong enough to do more than one rep, but I mean, essentially, this is maximum strength. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, I, oh by rep, mm-hmm. I meant like okay, by single rep, I meant mm-hmm. like reps. Yeah, I meant one single I rep. I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, obviously, after you can do the single rep, you can worry about doing multiples. Sure. Um, but yeah, so that was a big one. Um, so squat like three plates, two plates. I don't have any specific. Uh, maybe I need to quantify and put some mm-hmm. sort of like to actually. It does help. It yeah. does help. But but I do. I, I am starting to really <coughs> look at myself and be like, you're you're not you're not a you're not a. a, a so I say bad things about mm. myself. Let's we'll just leave it at that. I'm you're not to, hot stuff. I'm trying to keep it nice, but I was like, I can't keep it nice because okay. nothing I'm saying to myself is nice. You have a kettlebell. So, you need to get a heavier kettlebell. I have one 15-pound kettlebell. You got to get a heavier one, yeah. and then you'll be good to go. Yeah. Like a 30, I would, for your, for you, I would suggest 30 or 40 pounds. You, you know what another enough. rite of passage has mm-hmm. been for me? Has been, and it's taken uh, essentially up until the past year or two, is, for, is well, honestly, I don't know if I'm there yet, now that I think about it, forcing myself into my own doctor routine mm. so i'm no longer like obviously i'm no my, my parents are no longer scheduling my doctor's appointments but don't just get physicals because i'm starting a new job or something mm-hmm. or don't just go to the dentist because like a tooth is painful and achy and right. brown or something it's six months you got to get in the dentist <laughs> my man so like just establishing or like finding my own doctor you know just mm-hmm. that stuff which I, I think is also kind of more of a, I'd say more of like a male thing because mm-hmm. like women don't really have the luxury to not do that because you kind of have to go to the, I feel like going to the gynecologist seems kind of like a crucial part that you kind of have to do. And like, I feel like it's easier for like a, a man to sort of just like get away with not going to the doctor for a long period of time. Mm. Uh, also, I think men in general tend to get the stereotype of just not caring as much about their health, too. Yeah, so there's that. yeah <laughs> there is that, too. That's true. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. Sorry, do you have anything else? Uh, I'm trying to think in terms of milestones. You don't have milestones. to, you know. You well, some well, good ones. One, I mean, oh, well, another milestone, and I'll have to actually look, but I, I really want to eventually see where my hours of teaching stack up. Like, like have I taught like 10,000 mm. hours uh, you know, of class? Have I taught... Uh, like I was doing my report for my fellowship there. I just finished. How would you know? Um, How could you do that? I mean, you, you add it up. 
you add up, I had class from this week to this week and this oh. many contact hours, and you can you can figure it out. Okay. Um, I could I could go back and probably do all the math if I really wanted to. So but if you it's just thought of all of your teaching jobs, how long you had those teaching right. jobs, right? Like how many hours have yeah. I spent? I mean, that takes some like mm-hmm. legitimate math, though. right? But, and, and a long time. Yeah, it's, yeah. But it, it can be fi- it can sure. be figured yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, I the whole this all came from I looked at my report from my fellowship, and I realized I I've taught this semester two hundred or this past semester I taught two hundred and ten students online, which is pretty mm. crazy. Um, I interacted with like at the faculty in the university with about four or five of them, um, and I would say and gave them some books and resources and some advice. One of the faculty members I worked with, I gave them some advice on a presentation, and uh, I'm not saying my influence changed the outcome, but mm. I did help them, and they ended up getting second place in this teaching competition in Beijing. That's cool. Um, so, so you I'd know, say but their influence made a big difference. Well, their PowerPoint was already pretty spot on. Okay. So, so you know, <laughs> I wasn't there to see the presentation. But my whole point here is, I want to. I'm curious what milestones I'll reach in terms of like uh, teachers helped, mm-hmm. uh, students taught, um, also the amount of faculty I've worked with now with like stuff based on their courses with Zoom and Canvas and other tools. Sure. So it'll be interesting to see how those stats will. Uh, come out after after 2021 is all said and done. I know we're just starting the year, but mm-hmm. you know, I think milestones. A lot of times, you can measure them annually. Uh, sure, yeah, you know. yeah. See where you stand if you have like a exactly. five year goal. Make sure you're on target. You know what? One goal of mine uh, actually came uh, from, uh, and this is might be kind of a cool milestone. Actually, this comes from Quest Love, uh, the drummer from the Roots, mm-hmm. and he. Uh, I watched a video online where he talks about his typical day. Uh, it's really interesting. I would recommend you watching that video, Jared. It's a really okay. good video. But he talks about every day he tries to listen to a hundred new songs every day, Jeez, which to me blows my mind. Uh, well, he he listens to music on his like commute to work. Right. Um, well, now mm-hmm. it's probably easy now because he's been doing. He does like DJ sessions for yep. a couple hours, like almost every day. Yep. So yeah, I, I mean, he really is though, like a like a. Acad- like an academic of, of music because right. I, I read one of his his books about I don't remember what it was called but yeah like like do you he, have it at your place no I borrowed it from my sister I think okay. and then I also did I do tune into some of his DJ sessions and it's like a class on music and it, and he yeah he's a real academic about mm-hmm. it so yeah I mean that's uh so what's the rite of passage so I l- well the, I guess the rite of passage would be you know, knowing a certain number of songs or artists, I'd say or it's, I'd like say that. the rite of passage to me would, based off of that, would be like establishing like the like the the routine and that that um that like uh not starts with a D the word I'm looking for dedication mm-hmm. and motivation I'd, I'd say is to, to, like to really hone your craft right. Well, s- speaking of music though. Uh, we have a good one uh, on deck today for a song of the pod, yeah. which is by MC Renee featuring. Wow, that was good memory. Now I forgot. Uh, featuring it's a, a, flow, a mega flow and um, I always forget the other Jesus guy's Christ. name. Oh yeah, uh, the other guy's name is um, Figob uh, Brazelic. Mm-hmm. Brazelic. And it's uh, and the song is called oh, what is it? Text text for ninety fi- uh, ninety four uh, right, and this song is quite, quite the jam. It's yeah. got this really awesome vibe to it. Your sister actually sent it your way, right? Yeah, apparently she's a fan of Fig- Figub Bra- <coughs> Brazilovich. 
Uh, but yeah, it's got like a jazzy vibe, uh, and it's but like a but it's hip, German hip hop, right? yeah. But it's hip hop, oh, hip. It's being hip hopped over, is what I just mm-hmm. said, uh, in German. And yeah, it's it's a it's a real smooth smooth uh, chill vibes, bro. And you were and you were Way mentioning when we listening to, uh, when we were listening to it, it does have kind of some uh, Tom Mish esque vibes to it too, which I would agree for sure. Yeah, it's very it has kind of a cool laid back melody. Like it's not super busy. I think it's literally like the guitar kind of like sliding up and down, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just the 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 sonic. Uh, the soundscape of this song it just it's really interesting to listen to because it has it has some stuff going on but it, it doesn't feel busy yeah you know for sure yeah yeah it, it it's it feels like like the melody is will you say it is busy even though it doesn't feel busy well i would say there's stuff going on but i wouldn't say it sounds busy okay. or overcomplicated cuz the melody to me sound didn't seem busy to me no not at yeah, all but i could imagine maybe it was just well done where it was like I guess hidden well is that the term or, I would say, or it just fits. Sure, it sure, fits sure, with sure. everything. But uh, but yeah, no, I I liked it too. I thought it was great, and uh, I I wish there was like more from it. This this I I don't know how she found this song. She said it was just recommended to her by her, but like I looked it up and there was like no information on it at right. all. And I was like, all right, so this is just a. Uh, and these and this song is one of those cool gems that we occasionally find, or or you know, thanks shout out to your sister for finding it. Yes, with with that isn't like a super mega mega popular song, right? Which is always those fun to bring. Ones. Yeah, for yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah. So check that out on our song of the pod playlist on YouTube. Um, I'll have to look it up and find it because I, I don't actually I'll have do the it YouTube. Right now. Um, but check it out on the song of the pod playlist. Uh, the song is called a uh, text von 94, a text from 94 uh, by uh, MC Renee uh, featuring um, Mega Flow. Flow Mega. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> sorry to do this to you, Jared. Uh, um, um, uh, Figub Brazelovich. So check it out. Yes. So anyways, to recap today's episode, Jared, uh, I think the rites of passage, they tend to you know, there are certain patterns with them, right? You have some that are religious-based. You have some that are um, age-based. A lot of, like, firsts, I feel like, are a lot of different rites of passage, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, that's a big one as well. Yeah. Um, occasionally, you got some sports ones. Like, I think a black belt is such yeah, an amazing like, rite of passage. I'd call that, like, the accomplishment-based ones. Right. Where, yep. Yeah, where it's some sort of activity or... Mm-hmm. Or task that you've accomplished. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I think with that being said, Jared, let yeah. us know what uh, rites of passage you want to accomplish at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can slide into those DMs on Twitter, untranslatable one, the number one, or you can check us out on Instagram, untranslatable podcast. And please, five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher and let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yekuyeme, muchas gracias, shisha, and dosvidanya. Don't be crashing too many quinceañeras, Jared. Yeah, no, I don't think I'm going to be doing that anytime soon. That seems like a great way to end up in a... On a certain list. (laughs) A list you do not want to be on. That's for sure. Oh, my gosh. I'm Chris Hansen. Take a seat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not good. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, this was a good idea, right? It's a passage. Yeah, that, that, that went well.